It's now time for the ESPN-UP Friday Night Football Coaches Show kickoff. Tanner Hoops with you. Delighted you're with us. Hope your work week went excellent and that you're winding it down to get ready for some high school football. Friday Night Lights just a few hours away. To get you going for it, we're going to hear from all five area coaches plus Jake Duran of CBS Channel 3 in studio with us. He gives us his thoughts on it. We've got all five interviews plus Jake's take coming up. And we start with the Westwood Patriots and Scott Sergela. Time now to visit with Westwood head coach Scott Sergela. His team improving to three and two over the weekend, essentially getting a bye with Manistee forfeiting last week's contest. Uh, coach, you had a little bit of time off, time to recuperate, get healthy again. Uh, tell me how your team spent the time. Uh, we practiced. Uh, you know, um, there was I gave the kids Friday off, and then. Um, you know, we practice pretty much as normal. Um, I think there was probably one less day, you know, or one extra day that we went without pads. Um, but our, you know, we had a, we got a lot of injuries right now, and uh, we had, and um, it was good for our kids to kind of recuperate a little bit. We still got, um, you know, one kid out, but um, you know, he's getting better, so it, uh, it was nice. I'll be honest, it was just, you know, for our team. You know, you always want to play, but. Uh, the situation that we were in with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of kids injured and things like that, it uh, helped us out. Tell me how uh, practice has been spent, maybe what the focus was as a gear up for Hancock. Well, they're they're a good football team. They uh, they do a lot of things offensively. Um, you know, they got guys running everywhere. And, uh, um, you know, their, their run game, you know, people don't look at it, but they do some things that can hurt you with their run game. And, almost kind of uh you know pass first run second but um you know he they do a good job of taking what the defense gives you and uh you know they got a really good quarterback they got a uh, some good receivers they got two big running backs they, their line is big and uh we're gonna have our hands full well they run that unorthodox offense uh did the extra week give you time to look ahead for them i know you uh, only found out uh, about halfway through last week that Manistique was going to forfeit, but how early did you start uh, getting prepared and practice for Hancock? Uh, as soon as we found out, we started preparing for Hancock. Um, you know, it, uh, you know, and that's a little bit of a luxury, you know, having that week off. But there were some things that we had to prove on, just general football stuff. And, uh, you know, so we worked on those things and, um, you know, trying to work on some little things. But, uh, yeah, we started preparing for Hancock. And, you know, the thing about it is with them, they could come out, something completely different that they've been running, um, you know, the past four or five weeks. I mean, that's just kind of who they are. It's, uh, you know, they, the, the Swanee brothers, uh, the receiver and the quarterback, is, it's a really good tandem. And, uh, you know, it's, so it was nice to prepare for them. But uh, to be honest, I wish I had another week. <laughs> Well, Coach, they're uh, new to the schedule. First time in about 10 years that you've seen them on here. Uh, does that help or hurt, do you think, getting somebody new in there, a little fresh blood? Well, I think it's nice to have somebody new. I like our schedule. It's a, it's a tough schedule. Um, you know, and we knew that this was the gauntlet. You know, when we went through, uh, you know, Iron Mountain, Calumet, Ishpeming, and uh, Manistique, we weren't quite sure about, you know, but then, you know, we're right back at it with Hancock, Lance, and Gogevic. Uh, it's, a, it's a gauntlet of a schedule, and then of course you end with Nagani. That's a tough schedule, top to bottom, and uh, you know you, you got to take every game week by week and uh, prepare for it the best way that you can. But 
I'll be honest, I thought our kids this week have had a uh, pretty solid week of practice. And, you know, last week it's always hard when you, when you find out you don't have a game. You know, it's hard to keep the kids motivated. And uh, But I'll be honest, with the group that we have, it wasn't it wasn't an issue. Um, it, uh, I thought our kids had a, a good off week. I thought they, you know, uh, worked to get better. Yeah, same thing with this week. And uh, I thought we made the most out of, out of the past couple weeks here. Well, you mentioned the Solani brothers, Hancock has one of them, the quarterback, all UP last year. Uh, is he kind of the catalyst for that offense? They flow through him? Yeah, he runs it. Um, you know, they're no huddle. They come to the line. He looks at the defense and calls a play. And, uh, you know, they have uh, certain checks and certain calls that they have. And uh, from what I can gather, it looks like there's a, a few plays built into one certain play, you know, where he, can, he has the option to either give the handoff or pull it and look to pass and, you know, different things like that. So um, we're, we're, it's going to keep you honest. It, uh, on the back side, you can't be taken off and you got to stay home and uh, you got to do your coverages and, you know, we got we got to be disciplined with it. I know the record's two and three, but they're a team that's been pretty well snake bit this year. Could easily be better. A one-point loss to Gwynn, they battled in that game. Uh, losing at the buzzer to Nagani on a field goal. I mean, this team could realistically be four and one. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they were good last year. They got a lot of people back uh, from last year. Um, you know, the uh, same coach is still there and uh, doing some of the same things. And uh, you know, their defense, if you're not prepared for it either, uh, can give you fits. And I, I hope that, you know, I feel like we've prepared our kids uh, the best way that we can. And, and uh, you know, but, you know, they run a five-front defense, but they're slightly unorthodox there too where, um, you know, it almost doesn't matter what you're in. They're just going to stay in it. And uh, every single play, there's a linebacker with them, uh, sometimes two of them, sometimes three of them. And, uh you know, so we, we've had to work on picking up lifters this week, and um, and uh, you know we got to linemen got to have their eyes up and you know communicate with each other and make some calls and um, you know hopefully we can do that. What area of the game are you looking for your team to execute if you want to be successful? Is it running? Is it passing? What have you? Our run game first and foremost. Uh, that's the most important thing to our offense. Um, it, uh, we have to. We have to be able to uh, get after it and uh, uh, you know establish establish the run, and then uh, everything else hopefully will open up after that. And then you know usually I always say stop the run, and we still have to do that. But this team, you know, they they have a really good quarterback who can scramble, who can throw. They got good receivers, uh, so we we got to make sure our assignments are down and, and you know our reads are down and uh, make plays on on the football. Well, Coach, it's homecoming week, and it comes with a lot of fun. You want the guys to enjoy it, but it can be distracting. Uh, how do you feel the team's balanced, uh, having fun and getting ready to put a good product on the field on Friday? Yeah, our kids are good about it. You know, we we talk about it, and you know, and I said, hey, it doesn't. It, you know, first and foremost, obviously, we know that we got to play a game on Friday, and nobody wants to walk away from that game with a loss. It kind of puts a damper on everything. Um, you know, and the, and the kids know that. Uh, you know, we got a senior-led uh, team here, and um, you know our kids know that. They know uh, they got. You know, they come to practice this week. They've been fine. You know, we had a powder puff game last night where some of our uh, uh, athletes were uh, coaching some of the girls' teams and things like that. And 
you know, they should be doing those things. That's fun. That those those things are those build memories, and you know, the, the kids enjoy it. And they were talking about it today, and um, you know, you want them to have those because that that's what makes high school fun, and, and you build those memories. And I think our kids do a pretty good job though of flipping the switch and. Uh, when it's time to work, putting the hard hat on and, and getting after it. Coach, last thing before I let you go, give us a quick update on how the younger levels are looking, JV and what have you. Sure. I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, really happy with just this year I, I was, you know, uh, watching our JVs, and we're just now, we got some younger coaches there with, with Jake Wolf and Luke Gray and, and, and things like that, and Noel Olgren, Olgren came aboard this year, and um, so – uh, you know, Chad Hewitt's kind of, you know, overseeing everything. and um, But uh, I'm really happy with what they're doing. And uh, they got a chance to have a really good season. I think they're at one loss right now with one tie. And, uh, you know, a chance to, to possibly have a really good record at the end of the year. And uh, not only that, the, the things that I see, you know, running our, our system and our offense and, and the way we approach things and we approach the game and conduct ourselves, um, that makes me happy. I think we're making progress in that area. You know, and, of course, I have Coach uh, Mann, who's on my varsity staff, but he oversees our middle school program as well. He's a busy guy, and uh, he does a fantastic job with our middle school and the coaching staff that he has uh, down there. And uh, our numbers are, you know, those classes are a little bit low on numbers, uh, just in boys in general and smaller than, you know, maybe some of our other ones. Um, you know, but we're still right around 30, 35 kids uh, for those numbers there. And uh, in today's day and age, and this, uh, I'll take those numbers right now. So it's, uh, it's, it's going pretty good. It's, it's improving. We're moving forward. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for the years to come to see what that brings. Very glad to hear it. As always, Coach, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to Friday night's game against Hancock. All right, good deal. We'll see you then. All right, that's Scott Sergila, head coach at Westwood High School. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce, the West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo, the barbecue bacon Big Boy, and fully loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops joined by Ishpeming head coach Jeff Olson. His team coming off a 36-26 win over Nagani last week. Coach, we talked about it briefly on Saturday. You've had a little time to reflect, watch some film. What are some things uh, you can take away from it you like, maybe you didn't like? Um, you know, I, we, we loved our first drive. Um, we kind of did what we wanted, went up eight to nothing. And then, you know, same thing after watching film, um, you know, it's it, same thing I said on Saturday. I thought they controlled the line of scrimmage for the rest of the half and uh, made things difficult for us. We happened to, you know, have a have a couple couple great plays. Um, 
intercepting the ball and bringing it back for a touchdown and running a kickoff back for a touchdown to finish off the half. However, you know, you can't count on those every week. And, you know, we got to be able to control the line of scrimmage and do what we do, what we do you know, for, the, for all four quarters. I thought the second half, um, we did that. You know, we controlled the line of scrimmage. We kind of went right at them. And, you know, they were, they were getting some big plays on us with some formations, caught us on a few things. But when the ball's in our hands, they can't do that. And we spent a big chunk of the second half with the balls in our ball in our hands, um, grinding things out on the ground. So, uh, you know, I was really pleased with that, how we came back. Tell me about the locker room atmosphere at halftime, what adjustments you made, and how you implement those in practice this week. Yeah, you know, we, we did make some adjustments on their formations, and uh, that worked well for us. But uh, the big key was... Uh, you know, we didn't make any adjustments offensively. We just said we have to go at them and control the line of scrimmage. And we didn't. We weren't fancy in what we did. We were probably even got more basic, um, and it worked out for us. I thought um, the kids played hard. I thought they um, were resilient. I thought they, you know, they took took a challenge at halftime and, and ran with it. And I thought we were, you know, a little bit more physical in the second half. And that's what we need to be if we're going to be successful. Well, this weekend you've got Gwen, a team you're tied with atop the division standings. Uh, they're a little banged up right now, coming off a humbling 38 nothing loss last week. Uh, tell me what you know about them and what they're going to bring to the table. Well, if they're full strength, uh, you know, they got good athletes. Um, they're, they're a physical team. Um, they're well coached. Um, Coach Dion Brown, you know, coached with me, and, uh, you know, I know what he brings to the table. So, you know, it, it, we don't know if they're full strength or not, but we're preparing like they are going to be. And, uh, you know, we have to take care of what we do, you know, and not really, not necessarily worry about, you know, our, who's going to be where on their team. And, you know, we're, we're preparing for everything they've done this year. And, uh, you know, we have to get better defensively. We've, you know, we, 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 we put some points on the board, but we're also giving up some points and some big plays. So we're really focused all week on shoring that up. Uh, what do they like to do offensively? Well, they would like to run the ball, but they can throw. And, they, you know, they've been spreading it out, and they got some quality receivers. Um, they're big and they're fast. Um, quarterback's got a great arm if he plays. So, you know, they're very versatile. They, I'm, as as with anybody up here, they they would love to run the ball first with Seth Ajo. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're quick to go to the passing game this year because they have some weapons to do that. How about uh, defensively? What kind of scheme are they looking at throwing at you? Well, it really pretty very similar to what we do you know and uh um you know you when you watch film they're they're lining up the same way we do and i'm sure they're keying on the same thing so it's you know we said that when we played westwood um you know it's almost like playing yourselves and it's a little bit a little bit the same you know going against their defense it's very it's very similar to ours what's the challenge you're going to lay before your team this weekend and uh you know you go up against a team it's almost like a mirror image of you well, you know, every week, you know, you want to you want to eliminate the mistakes. You want to control the line of scrimmage. But we're really focusing now on defensively and, and getting people in the right areas so we don't give up the big play. And uh, that's been our Achilles' heel up to this point. So that's that's number one. We got to play better defense, get a lot of people to the ball, and uh, and not give up that big play. Coach, uh, you're going through one of the toughest parts of your schedule, Gwynn this weekend, and then West Iron County, another ranked team next weekend. Uh, lots can be decided over in Westpac Division B over the next couple of weeks. Is this a situation you're taking it day by day, or how do you look at that? Yeah, you know, we've been doing that for three weeks now, and that's been a, 
you know, the brutal part of our schedule is right, right in the middle. And uh, we're three games into that right now, and we have a couple games left. So, you know, we've handled it well. We've handled the pressure well. We've handled the big games well, um, you know, and, and came out with wins. But you can't rest on what you've done. And, you know, it's easy after a, after a big win or two big wins to uh, kind of take a deep breath and breathe out and uh, relax a little bit, but we can't not with the schedule that we have ahead of us. So these kids are focused. Uh, it's not hard to keep them on track, and you know that's a sign of a good team. Tell me about some of the leadership uh, you're seeing your guys in the locker room and the huddle, what have you, take on. Yeah, you know, the big thing is, is I, you know, I love the leadership of our, our offensive and defensive lines, and um, you look at those kids, they have to play well. We do have some athletes that can, that can make plays um, if you get them out in space, but... Um, you know, our offensive line is, is really taking pride in getting those kids some yards and getting them out in space. And, you know, they're, they're, they're more the vocal ones that um, keep our guys going. So, uh, you know, we look to them to, um, to, do the dirty, to do the dirty work. And, you know, they're not really getting a whole lot of credit. That's why I love mentioning them because, you know, they're, they're the heart and soul of this football team. Well, uh, we talked about Gwen's health a little bit, and they were banged up last weekend. How's your team looking health-wise? So far, we're, we're you know, knock on wood, we've been healthy, and we've had some bumps and bruises, but um, we had one person out last week. But um, we are um, we are healthy right now, and that's the good news, and hopefully we can keep it that way. Coach, last thing before I let you go, give us a quick update maybe on the younger levels of your program. Yeah, you know, our, our junior varsity struggling right now without a win, and uh you know, you always, you know, I know it's a cliche, but um, they come to they come to practice every day with a positive attitude. We're working hard. Um, you know, our middle school, our middle school is doing well, and I think they're undefeated. And uh, you know, they'll have some good things to look forward to in the future. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Best of luck against Gwen, and we'll talk on Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, that's Jeff Olson, head football coach at Ishpeming. More coming up after this on the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops joined by Marquette Redman head football coach Dave Lahoulier. Uh, his team coming off a 17 14 loss to Petoskey on Saturday. And, coach, we didn't get a chance to recap that game, uh, weather postponing it until after our Saturday morning coaches show. Uh, but a close game, a battle back and forth throughout. Tell me a little about your thoughts from the game. Yeah, we didn't have a very good start. You know, we actually, you know, we drove the ball down the length of the field, and then uh, at about the 20, 22 yard line, we got a, a holding penalty. And the next play, we took it back and um, had a play in the end zone on fourth down and didn't convert. Um, and then 
had a, had a fumble on our second possession, so we didn't do very good in our first two possessions. Um, you know, we moved the ball well. Like I said, the first possession cleared up about nine minutes in the clock, but we weren't able to convert. And, you know, with the offense like the Coskies, they're going to try to get three, four yards to crack um, and control the clock and control the ball. You know, we only had two possessions the whole first half, so that uh, that hurt a little bit. And we were down 10 nothing at halftime, but had a great third quarter, came back and, you know, had a couple of nice passes to uh, Ethan Martich. Uh, ran the ball pretty well, got up 14 to uh, 10. And then, uh, like I said, in the fourth quarter again, we had a couple couple nice uh, drives and weren't able to convert. So we have to do a better job of uh, taking advantage of our opportunities on the opposite side of the ball. What adjustments did you make at halftime as far as trying to even out time possession and then uh, the guys resiliently executing back in the third quarter? Yeah, like I said, we had a great third quarter. You know, guys, uh, we played really well offensively. You know, made a punt a couple times, got off the field on third down. Um, and then actually in the fourth quarter, we had a great goal line stop at the end. It was fourth and goal two. Stopped him and uh, got the ball back for our offense with under two minutes to go. And uh, had a couple nice passes, had a great completion to Ethan on a post down the hole. And uh, got the ball for 18 and then, uh, you know, turned the ball over the next play. But like I said, our, our kids battled hard. We had good resiliency. We just uh, have to be able to take advantage of our opportunities when, uh, when they arrive. Coach, uh, what are some positives you took away? You chose to build on on practice this week. Well, like I said, like I said, the second half did a lot of really good things. Um, you know, offensively converted a couple of times, had some real nice, real nice passes, uh, and then defensively again getting the ball off, getting off on third down, getting the ball back for our offense. And uh, like I said, we moved the ball really well. We just have to do a better job of converting. Tell me what practice looked like this week for your guys. Oh, rainy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's uh, it's been a good week. Like I said. We've got great guys, uh, you know, win or lose either way. Guys come ready to work hard. They uh, do the right things in practice, work hard to get themselves better every single day. And, uh, you know, we had a good week. Um, and like I said, hopefully that carries over for tomorrow. And, you know, we can uh, clean up a couple of mistakes that we made and, and have a better game tomorrow night. Well, Coach, uh, you got Kingsford coming up this weekend, the only other unbeaten team in the conference. They're coming off a 28-7 win over Wausau East last week. Tell me a little about them. Kingsford's a you know wing T team. Um, we've evolved a little bit over the years from just being under center to uh, shotgun wing T, so we'll show a little bit of both. And uh, they're explosive. Um, you know, again, they didn't look great their their first couple of games, but their one of their top players, Luke Carrion, was was pretty much out all three games. And uh, they played a brutal schedule. You know, playing Tyler, the state of Wisconsin, the Fond du Lac, and, a, and another great school in Fond du Lac, St. Mary's. So, you know, they they started off 0 and 3, but they played three phenomenal teams that the state of Wisconsin and without their best players. So, um, Terry's back. He's played really well the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously the first guy you got to stop on offense, but he's far from all they have. They've got a great running back also and a really good wide receiver. So, it's going to be a balanced attack, and you have to just be uh, ready to handle all three guys. Well, there's definitely a rivalry there. This will be the 62nd time your schools have ever matched up. Uh, do your guys get up a little more for a game like this? Well, the biggest thing is that it's a huge conference game for us. Like you said, we're both one and zero in the conference, and obviously we're just trying to get to be uh, to be two and zero and be in the in the driver's seat of taking it the rest of the way through. So, huge game for for both you know playoff implications and uh, and, uh, and especially conference implications. So, big week for both teams, and because we're kind of in the same boat right now, and really we need to uh, both teams really need to win out. Are they a team that will throw a few different looks at you offensively? Uh, like I said, they're going to be under center and, and uh, in shotgun and, and basically run a lot of the same plays from, from both sets. Uh, like I said, they're a true traditional wing T team. 
Um, you know, a lot of Buckley stuff, Power Row stuff, and Waggle, and those are the uh, the top things you got to stop besides the trap. So, again, kids have had a great week understanding what we're trying to accomplish, and have done a good job of recognizing what they need to take care of on defense, and I get to open that carry through for uh, for Friday night. Defensively, what does Kingsford look like? Uh, mostly a 40-base team. They'll run some 30 stuff in uh, in passing situations to bring a little bit of pressure of the 30s. But uh, again, they're just a strong, solid team. They're big up front, huge up, huge uh, linebackers, and and pretty fast defensive back. So um, you know they don't bring a lot of pressure in first and second down as much. But when you get into third and long stuff, and they're going to try to bring a couple different blitzes from different areas and try to put a lot of pressure on you. What are your goals for yourself this Friday night as uh, you guys try to take care of business? And really, for us, it's been the same thing all year. You know, um, Offensively, we've done a great job of moving the ball. We just have to make sure we convert when we get our opportunities and, and, and take care of the football. And, and defensively for us, get off the field on third down um, and continue to improve as, as we have on our tackling. We've gotten a lot better the last couple of weeks. Um, but we just got to make sure we get off the field on third down and, and get the ball back to our offense. Tell me about some of the leadership roles you're seeing among the guys in the locker room and the huddle and what have you. Uh, like I said, we got a great uh, group of leaders. Um, you know, seniors have done a fantastic job of, of leading this team all the way through. Um, you know, offensive line, we're, you know, we're starting mostly seniors on, on our offensive line. Our quarterback, Brendan Cassidy, is a great leader as, as a quarterback. And then, uh, like I said, with, with the guys that we have, they've done a good job of keeping everybody together and level-headed depending upon, you know, win or loss. You know, guys aren't getting – you know, two I in a win or two of a one a loss. They just come ready to work every single day, and, and they do a good job and, and keep themselves kind of even feel all the way through. And we get through the halfway point of the regular season. Are you guys staying fairly healthy? Uh, we're, we're starting to get a few guys back. Um, like I said, we, we started off the season with a brutal stretch of, of guys that were that were banged up. Um, so we, we got a couple guys back the last couple of weeks, and we've kind of held steady the last few. So. Hopefully that trend uh, that trend continues. Coach, last thing, uh, give us a look at some of the younger levels of your program. How everything's going for them this year? Well, right now, actually, we uh, you know we we had a small number of JVs, so they're with us this year, and our, our freshmen are are currently undefeated and uh, and playing really well. They play a really good Escanaba game team uh, tonight um, in Escanaba, and uh, like I said, it's a great young group of young men. There's um, they're almost 40, uh, 40 freshmen that we have on our team. They've done a great job of, of staying together and uh, and played really well so far, being uh, keeping that record undefeated. So, looking for big things for them in the future, and uh, hopefully they continue to progress like they have the first few weeks. Coach, as always, thanks so much for the time. All the best against Kingsford. All right, thank you. All right, that's Dave LaHula, your head coach at Marquette High School. We'll have more coming up after this on the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Being special without specializing, a most unique rule, and the real blue chip recruits. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. 
One of the myths of sports specialization is that it's necessary to achieve at the highest levels of an activity. Well, score one again for multi-sport participation, folks, and the sport that probably has more specialization advocates than most, volleyball. We introduced you a couple of weeks ago to Kara Lasky, a senior on Bronson's volleyball team. Fresh off a performance where she led the three-time defending Class C champion Vikings to the team title at the prestigious Portage Invitational, knocking off the top-ranked Division I team from Battle Creek Lakeview in the finale. Her volleyball resume is impressive, playing libero alongside a number of sisters and cousins in this small southwestern Michigan community. She's a finalist for the Coaches Association Miss Volleyball Award this year. I honestly did think I was going to be on it, so when I found out, I was excited. I was like, oh man, like this is an honor. But in all honesty, it's not just my award, it's the team award. I wouldn't be half the player I am today without my team and without my coach. And yeah, she's a three-sport, soon to possibly become a four-sport athlete this year. She's been all-conference in basketball, a starter in softball, and plans to run track this spring. Almost a sacrilegious notion in the world of high school volleyball. You can read more about Kiera Lasky and Bronson Volleyball on the second half page of the MHSAA website. Our MHSAA TV game balls this week go out to Lansing Waverly soccer goalie Shad Cunningham, who made a spectacular toe save last week in a lost East Lansing, but it was one of the prettiest plays you'll ever see. And you can watch that game now at MHSAA.tv. And to the girls' golf team at St. Joseph High School, which won the Southwest Michigan Athletic Conference West title for the seventh straight year last week, Kaylee Rooker taking medalist honors. Back with more in a moment, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Do you need money for college? Michigan Student Aid is Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. They administer scholarships, grants, college savings programs, and other resources that help make college accessible, affordable, and achievable for you. See how they can help you today by visiting michigan.gov slash mystudentaid and connect with Michigan Student Aid on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Our weekly Be the Referee segment takes a look at the fine art of officiating with Sam Davis. Here's a football rule you may not know about or have ever seen applied. After a touchdown or a field goal, the opponent of the scoring team may designate which team kicks off. That's right. The team just allowing the points can decide who will kick off. Now, why would a team want to do that? Strategically, a team may elect to pin the other team deep in their own end with their own kicker late in a close game, rather than risk successfully receiving an onside kick. Though it's not often used by teams, it's a clever way to manage the game. I'm sure the national rules makers had other reasons, but now you know about a unique rule that's unique to high school football. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to MHSAA.com to register. The beauty of high school sports is how it prepares the 99% of its participants to become tomorrow's community leaders. And we'd like to do a shout out to two ongoing programs that prove that point. In three weeks, Brighton High School's Unified Sports Program, which combines students with and without intellectual disabilities on competitive athletic teams, it's been recognized as one of the nation's top five exemplary unified champion schools for 2018. The Unified Sports Programs is part of Special Olympics, and the champion schools have met 10 national standards of inclusion excellence developed by the leaders from the Special Olympics and the educational community. 
And last weekend, what's become a tradition in mid-Michigan, took place between Mason and Okemos High Schools with the 7th Annual Compete for a Cause, raising funds and awareness for supporting the research and treatment of childhood cancer, culminating with a boys' soccer match between the rival schools. The two schools were shooting to again raise more than $50,000 this year, and the final score of that soccer match was, uh, eh, who cares? What these kids were doing in the game of life was much more important. It's activities like these that make school sports educational and give the games value by teaching values that transcend sports. It's creating the real blue chippers out of the 99% who are the most worthy of our attention. Join us again next time for another edition of This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSCA Network. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. This is Justin Farley from the Bjork and Zulke Funeral Home. Being a former athlete, I always enjoy the support that has been shown throughout the local community for our local teams. Those positive cheers and endless support is a constant reminder to the athletes that their hard work does not go unnoticed. I'd like to say thank you to all of the athletes for working hard in the classroom, at practice, and in the field of play. The Bjork and Zulke Funeral Home supports and appreciates all of your efforts. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Nagani Head Coach Paul Jacobson as we get set for Friday night kickoff. Coach, uh, as always, thanks so much for taking the time. Tell me about last week's contest. I know that's always one your guys get up for with Ishpeming, a game where they got off to a hot start and then battled back in the second half, but they just seemed to have an answer. You know, it was was really a great game. You know, in the first half, we gave really spotted them 16 points. You can't. You can't give up a um, you can't give up a special teams touchdown uh, like we did in the first half, or you can't give up a pick six in the first half. You know, especially against a very good Ishmael Ball Club. Uh, you know, Hunter Smith uh, made a great play on a kickoff return for touchdown. You know, we our plan was to kick it away from him, and that didn't work so well. But you know, I, I thought that uh, it was a classic Gone Ishmael battle. Um, you know, uh, it was hard fought, well coached. Uh, you know, a chess strong game, and uh, it was a good good game to be a part of. Coach, uh, tell me about some stuff that you liked out of your team. Uh, maybe the way you controlled the line of scrimmage, time possession, what have you. You know, we battled. Uh, that, that's the biggest thing is we battled. You know, we went toe to toe with Ishmael. You know, I thought that, I think Ishmael's a very good ball. Um, you know, they're big up front, they're physical up front. Uh, you know, and that was one of the things coming in that we felt we needed to match their physicality, and I think we did that. Um, you know, they're they're a good ball team, and I think that we went toe to toe with them and. Um, could have could have very easily ended up on the other side of it. We came up a little short, but um, for the most part, though, our kids battled for four quarters, and I was proud of them. What's uh, practice looked like this week? Has it been a good week? It's been a great week. You know, uh, weather's changed a little bit, but you know that didn't stop us at all. We still need to continue to get better as a, as a ball club. As, you know, we, we looked at what we needed to do as a team to get better from that Ishmael game. Um, you know, special teams wise, you know, maybe some execution things uh, a little bit offensively, but you know. Um, I, I think I think the kids' uh, mindset is pretty good. You know, coming in homecoming week now against Lance, Um, You know, I think our, we were real focused this week in practice, and uh, I think it's going to show this Friday night. Well, Coach, uh, let's talk about Lance, a brand-new opponent, and Nagani's never played them in school history. Uh, does that benefit your guys, maybe have somebody a little fresh blood on the schedule? Well, it always is. You know, we, we had mentioned this a little bit earlier, that it's almost like a playoff atmosphere when you start to play uh, different teams that maybe hadn't played before, you know, but... Um, yeah, I think Lance is a good, good ball team. You know, they, they struggle with some injuries here and there. Uh, I know their quarterback didn't play last week in the Lakeland game, and um, you know, I think their tailback got hurt late in that game. So, 
you know, I think they'll have everybody back for us. And, um, you know, I think they're kind of a, a similar ball club in that they want to ground and pound it a little bit and uh, utilize their fullback and their tight end in some different situations. So uh, it'll be it'll be fun to get a, get a taste of them. What do they like to do on offense? Uh, what kind of scheme do they bring to the table? You know, kind of very similar to us. You know, they're not going to give you a, a tremendous amount of formation. Um, they're going to keep it simple. And, and what they do, they do well. You know, they come down here with ice, um, break outside with their slam play and, uh, you know, keep pulling the fullback in there on keep and, and, and ice. They're a keep and trap. But, um, you know, just when they get you sleeping, they're going to throw something off the tight end. Or, um, you know, I think, they, I think they're pretty well skilled, especially at the quarterback spot. I think he'll be back this week. Uh, he he can create things. He, he can uh, continue plays and extend plays, uh, let the receivers get open. So we got to be, uh, you know, we got to be good discipline-wise defensively and, uh, and match, their, match their talent. Defensively, uh, what is it uh, that they're going to bring to the table? You know, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I think they uh, they're probably going to pack the box off a little bit. You know, the films that we've seen. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be they're put, try to put as many people in the box as they can. A uh, little different fronts, whether it's a fifty front or a forty front. And um, you know, I think they get to the ball well. They're aggressive. Uh, I think they they hit well. And um, you know, we're going to have to be we're going to have to be uh, good offensively. Uh, what are you looking for out of your guys? What's going to be the focal point and uh, your message right before you take the field? Just execution. You know, we need to come on right from the start and, and be able to execute offensively and defensively with the game plan and, and uh, continue to compete like we did last week. You know, take, I think take the the positives from last week's Fishman game and and, uh, and continue on what we did in that game and, and uh, on Friday night. Tell me about some of the leadership that you've seen your guys take on, whether it's in the locker room or in the huddle. You know, I think the biggest thing we, we've seen now is, as uh, as you mature as a team throughout the season is your, your senior leaders, but also your juniors that you start to come to the forefront a little bit too. And um, you know, the Hancock game I think was a big game for Judy Shane, one of the minds that one of the kids that comes up to, to mind. Um, you know, our, our, our first of our three captains are, are Colin Ramalong and Peyton Anderson and Jason Waterman, and, and, and we've gotten tremendous leadership from those guys. But as your team matures a little bit, a Keegan Irva. Um, you know, who's worked tremendously in the off season as as a senior, and uh, you know he's he's asked to do different defensively now due to some injuries, and but he's come to the front as far as far as his leadership ability goes, and um, a Drew Duchesne I had mentioned earlier, and, and and even up front offensively, you know, you have a, a you know a, a young young offensive line for the most part, where you have four juniors playing different roles up front. You know, you have a you have a, a, a Bryce Jarvie that now is is kind of coming into his own a little bit as a junior. So it's been fun watching this team uh, mature and grow throughout the season, and then hopefully it continues on here as we uh, as we near the end of it. You talked about lots getting back to full strength for this game uh, coming up on Friday. Uh, how about your team? How are you looking health wise? Good, good. You know we've we've been we've been fortunate. You know, uh, it's some it's different than others, but I think this uh, you know our, our lack of injuries, uh, knock on wood, is is really attributed to the, the, the kids' hard work in the off season and their preparation for the season. But we've been, you know, we haven't had your normal, uh, you know, uh, whatever your ankles, your knees, which is again knock on wood. Um, uh, Alex Munson, where we're getting back this week, he broke his hand and uh, actually his thumb in the Hancock game, um, but he's been cleared to play this week, so we get him back at strong safety and receiver a little bit. So uh, yeah, we're we're fortunate. You know, we haven't had a lot of injuries this year. And, uh, hopefully that continues with the trend. Coach, last thing before I let you go, uh, give the listeners a little bit of a look into the program at the younger levels, how they're doing so far. You know, it's good. You know, I'm, I'm happy the way our JVs have progressed here. 
Um, you know, we have 30 some kids at the JV level now, and they're, um, you know, they're they're coming around pretty well. Uh, you know, I expect them to to finish the season strong also. And even at our middle school level, you know, we have seventh and eighth graders. We have 52 kids at the seventh and eighth grade level. Um, so it's uh, you know, we're definitely uh, the cover's not bare for sure when we we look down lower levels and. And we look forward to watching these kids grow up as, as they uh, progress with the program. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. Best of luck against lots, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. All right. That's Paul Jacobson, head coach over at Nagani. We'll have more coming up on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show after this. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Are you looking for a new vehicle with a payment that fits your budget? UB Catholic Credit Union is here to help. The Payment Saver Program is a low payment alternative to a traditional loan or lease. It offers lower monthly payments, no down payment, and a flexible loan term that ranges from 36 to 72 months. It's a perfect fit for anyone looking for a vehicle five years old and newer. Call UB Catholic Credit Union or visit us online for more information about the newest, easiest way to be in the car of your dreams. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops joined by Gwyn Head football coach Dion Brown. Uh, coach, chance to shake off last Friday night, get back to it with a chance to do something really special tonight against a good Ishpeme team. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, last Friday night was, was over and done with after the game. <laughs> we haven't even talked about it. So, you know, it was on the Ishpeme. Uh, very talented team it's got. Um, so we'll see. When you look at uh, what Jeff Olson likes to do over there, do you see a lot of yourself in that program? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, been over there with Jeff for five years. Um, everybody know that. Um, just a lot of the little things, a lot of the little things, the preparation, um, you know, trying to take away something that a team loves to do and just coming up with those those game plans, you know, especially when you have a talent on the roster. So, yeah, I see a lot, a lot, a lot of similarities. Tell me a little about what Ishpeming likes to do on both sides of the ball. Well, first, offensively, they've been a juggernaut. That motion read uh, jet that they've been running with the quarterback and one of the wings coming in motion, having no team stop that yet. Out of the, what, five games they played, no team, I've seen one team stop it. Nagani's done a great job of containing it, but they still got some big plays out of it. Um, and defensively, defensively, they... You know, sometimes they bend, but they didn't break. And, you know, and that, that's credit to guys who just, just you know, hustling down the field. Like if you watch the Lake Linden game this year, Lake Linden broke a few, a, few, uh, a few runs where they got it, you know, inside the inside the five, didn't score. Inside the ten a few times, they didn't score. So bend, but don't break on defense. And then the special teams, I swear number 17, have had a big play in every game that I've seen. So, there you go. Uh, the implications speak for themselves coming into this game. Both of you are 3-0 and in the division. How much is that weighing in the back of your mind, your guys Our, and your players? It's huge. It's huge because you know you never know. This could be for the conference. This could be, you know, a home playoff game. Steven, uh, a lot of things, a lot of things. And my kids know coming into this game that, hey, this, this is a big game. You talk about uh, winning conference. You talk about uh, – 
you know, making the playoffs and having a home game and little things like that. So it's huge for us, big. Tell me about the leadership you've seen out of your guys, your captains, what have you. Oh, uh, that's been that's been amazing all year. Um, we started last year uh, from Eddie, from Tucker, from Seth Aho, um, Caleb Anderson, Austin Ford. Been great leaders. And, you know, especially Eddie Chapman because I got two young, well, three young sophomores on the line. And Eddie have really made the line calls for those guys and pushed those guys every day in practice, especially this week. So Chapman have been huge for me on the line. Tell me a little about uh, what practice looked like this week. Oh, very intense. Very intense. Um, we're a little bit banged up. Aho is not going to play this game. And Anderson broke his um, his wrist. So he's, he's going to be like probably out for three or four weeks. But practice been very intense. Uh, some guys just got to step up. You know, Taquan Stearns will start running back. He's on their sophomore. So um, very intense. And we know that. We know how big, like you said, big. This game is the implications riding on this game, so practice was intense. This is probably one of the best practices we've had all year. Coach, uh, what's going to be the challenge you lay before your team in the final huddle before they take the field? Uh, just, just play hard. Just play hard. You know, they, they know what's in front of them. Just play hard. And I tell them every single day, play to the whistle. Every single day this week, I told them, play to the whistle, play hard, play fast. If you're going to make a, a mistake, make it a fast mistake. Make it a mistake that where you say, all right, okay, you know, I was going 100%, and it just happened. Don't play slow. I thought last week we came out, we played slow, you know, because we had some guys injured during pregame, and we just wasn't there. We got to be there this week. If not, we're going to get beat by five or six touchdowns. Coach, uh, last thing before I let you go, give us a quick update on how the lower levels of your program are doing this year. Oh, well, my JVs, um, I got, what, five or six JVs with me, but, I have a lot of skill on my JV team, and I think that like two and to two and four, but a lot of young skill that uh, that's gonna come up with me next year. Still got to develop some linemen, but my JV skill guys is doing um, they're doing a really good job. And Coach Tab, I've seen those guys get better from their first game to the game they played last night. So I'm happy with the uh, JV program, and Coach Tab have done a really great job with the lower level. Coach Dion Brown of the Gwen Model Towners. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. Best of luck tonight. All right, thank you. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show, ESPN Radio UP, the ESPN UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops joined by Jake Durant, kind enough to give us some time and give us his knowledge on high school football coming around the area. We're halfway through the season already. It's hard to believe it's been that quick, but. Uh, uh, here we are, week six, right around the corner, and plenty of good games in the area. Uh, any stick out to you? You're more excited. So, yeah, there's a lot of good uh, games in week six. It is hard to believe that we're already halfway through the season, but I think at this point in the season, we kind of get an idea of, of who is those upper echelon teams, those teams that might make a deep playoff run. Obviously, I think Ishpeming. Um, is one of those teams that, you know, they've been into the state championship under Jeff Olson. Um, a couple down years, but now they're back uh, to their old winning ways and their old uh, tradition of just power football. Um, and I was able to see them live the last couple of weeks, and they're so impressive. Um, 
when you talk about defensively, offensively, and on special teams, two weeks in a row they scored on all three phases. They, they had a punt return touchdown, um, a pick six, and, you know, obviously running the ball um, the way they do. They get in the end zone a lot. So I'm really interested to see that Ishpeming at Gwyn game. Now, Gwyn's 4-1. and one. They kind of got embarrassed a little bit by Houghton last week. I think that was probably the biggest surprise of week five in my eyes. Um, but they did have their quarterback got injured early on in the game, and then one of their best runners went out uh, in warm-ups. So no one saw that coming. So when you lose, when you lose a runner and you lose a quarterback, it's really hard. And, and you know the mental of the team um, obviously wasn't there. I don't think. But I think Wynn's going to bounce back. I think that'll be a good game um, for sure. Um, the Marquette Kingsford game. Anytime these two teams uh, meet up and and play, it's always a good matchup. Both teams, um, you know, sitting at two and three. This is a big game for for both teams. This is this is potentially a make or break. You don't want to lose four games, obviously. So um, a lot on the line there with that team. Um, Lance and Nagani, another team that, uh, you know, Nagani's up and down. Lance, 3-2, and two, Nagani, 2-3. and three. I think Lance doesn't get enough credit. I think they have a lot of talent on that team. When you talk about Jonah Dowd at the running back position and, um, and just, you know, they, they're, just a t- they're just a tough team. They're just a really tough team. Um, so those are, those are the ones that stick out to me. And then when you talk about a little bit um, ways away, Calumet at, at Iron Mountain. I think Calumet's probably the second best team in the UP mm-hmm. undefeated. Iron Mountain only at 4-1. and one. They lost to Westwood, obviously, the team that you guys like to cover here um, earlier on in the season. But since then, they've just been on a roll. Um, I think last game, Iron Mountain had five players score the ball, um, forced three fumbles, and had an interception. So this is another team. This is probably, you know, last week it was kind of a down week. There wasn't that great ma- of matchups. But I think this week definitely we have some games that we can spotlight. And on Local 3, we do a game of the week, and, and we're actually going to be headed to Crystal Falls. You have North Central and Forest Park playing. Uh, two teams that are, are, are pretty good. They've been good over the last few years in the eight-man league. And anytime they get together, it's always a good game. So we're going to be there in Crystal Falls uh, to do that as well. So it's, it's, looking, it's looking like it's a good week, and, and we're going to definitely figure out who is who and, and get a good idea of, of what teams are really going to make a push to the playoffs once you know this, this final few weeks of the season uh, is completed. Well, I tell you what, you talked about the Ishpeming-Gwyn game, and how about these next couple of weeks for Ishpeming? They get Gwyn, who's uh, one of the three undefeated teams atop uh, Division B in the West Pack, and then they get the other one with uh, West Iron County next week, another ranked team. Uh, Ishpeming 4th and Iron County 9th. So we're really going to see what Ishpeming has to go through uh, right now. And they've kind of been, I talked with Jeff Olson earlier today, and uh, he was on the, you know, the whole that they're going through the toughest part right now. They haven't, they've been through it right now, and they are, uh, they're going to continue to battle week in and week out. And they're playing a former assistant once again. Uh, He saw Scott Sergil a couple of weeks ago when they played Westwood and said it was almost like a mirror image of himself. And he's going to get the same thing this weekend with Deion Brown going up against Gwynn. And Gwynn is always going to get up for this game. I know they're banged up, they're injured, what have you. uh, But they're coming off a humbling loss in which uh, they want to bounce back quickly, have a quick turnaround, and get back to winning ways. So they're going to bring it all, no matter what, uh, who's going out there for them, what the personnel is, what have you, what the depth chart looks like. They're going to bring it all. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I kind of see... Uh, Jeff Olson here in the UP is kind of the Bill Belichick, you know, all of his disciples now getting coaching jobs and then, then them wanting to come back and kind of knock off the king from his throne a little bit. But um, I've talked to Deion Brown about, you know, going up against Jeff Olson and, you know, he, he gets hype. Um, I don't know if, if any of the listeners out there have ever been able to sit down and actually talk with Dion, but he's so passionate. And But anytime you bring up that Ishpeming game, you know, he just gets, he goes on another level and, you know, he's going to have his team ready, especially with that, that loss that they took to Houghton. Um, but 
when it comes to ish and I said it on our show, um, the, the high school sports zone uh, last night, I just don't see them. I don't see ish losing. Um, maybe West Iron County could get them, possibly, but the way Calumet went in there earlier in the season and kind of had their way uh, with, with the Wycons, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, especially when you talk about Ishpeming, like I said, making plays on defense and on special teams. If you get those touchdowns, especially in the high school level, in the UP, um, for the team's mental, their opponents, it, it's really tough to come back, especially when you're talking about a team that just likes to grind you. They grind you, grind you, grind you, and the second half is really, really when they take hold, and then you can kind of see those defenses defenses break a little bit. That's what happened to Nagani. Nagani hung in there, hung in there when the fourth quarter ran, ran around. That defense was tired, and, and Ishpeming eventually was able to kind of just will their way to that win. How about Nagani? They've been in, uh, it seems like every week, they're in a nail-biter, and they're team that, you know, they've taken a few of them, they've dropped a few of them, but they're a team that battles, and they play the full four quarters, and like you said, Lance is one of those teams that flies under the radar maybe a little bit. Uh, I'm excited for that one. I think that in itself is going to tell us a lot about both teams. Exactly. Yeah, I saw Lance week one against Hancock. Unfortunately, Lance lost that one um, by one point, I think it was. When I left, I left at halftime. I had to get back to Marquette to edit some games, but Lance was up 21 nothing. I was so impressed with the way they were able to run the ball, their toughness, the way they swarmed on defense. Um, you know, there's just one of those teams that just have a lot of tough kids, and I think, uh, yeah, like you, like you said, Nagani's kind of the same way. Um, I was really impressed by the way Nagani was answering the call against Ishpeming. I mean, any, every time Ishpeming, you know, had one of those big plays, you kind of thought, okay, that's it, you know, Nagani, it's over. But then you saw Jason Waterman leading the charge. They would get a big play downfield. Um, they were hitting a lot of big plays, uh, more than I was uh, used to seeing. Um, I think Waterman played an excellent game. I think he's playing some of his best football at coming off of that injury. Um, you still got Duchesne there making plays. Peyton Anderson can run the ball. And then anytime you talk about the minors, you know they're going to play good defense under Paul Jacobson. So, um, yeah, that's gonna, I think that's going to be a really close game there um, at Nagani. Um, and I think it could go either way. I think it's going to come down to that fourth quarter and who's going to really get out there and make, make the big plays to win the game. We've got Jake Durant from Channel 3 in studio with us, giving us his thoughts on Week 6 matchups. Uh, Jake, I want to get your thoughts on Westwood's homecoming matchup with Hancock. Hancock's a, a enigma in a way because they're a team that comes in 2-3. and three. Uh, How many games have they lost in the final minute this year? They could very easily be 4-1, and one, maybe 5-0. and oh. Yeah, I mean, they've lost just some really close games. I'm talking just one-point games. I think if you really look at it, I think Escanaba, they, they had three games that were decided by three points or less. And then you got Hancock, who just, even that, the game they won against Lance, like I said, they won by one point, and they had to come back in the second half. Um, it's just one of those years for Hancock that, you know, those, those close games, they, they got to learn to win those games. Um, and that's what good teams do. Um, Westwood, obviously, coming into the season, we had high hopes for them. Um, Ever since that Ishpeming game, you know, I think we haven't talked about them as much just because, you know, I don't think they came out and played one of their best games. They still stayed in the game, but, you know, I, just talking to the people around that team, they, they felt like they could have came out and done better there against Ishpeming. They felt like this was the year that they were going to get Ishpeming and, and really take over. Um, but, yeah, Hancock, they're, they're really dangerous. They have the Solani brothers. Colton Solani is one of the best quarterbacks um, in the UP. He can make plays on, the, on his uh, – through the air, on the ground, um, and him connecting with his brother. I mean, they're a good one-two punch. Um, so, you know, Westwood, they're going to have to play good defense. They're going to have to run the ball. Um, I just think Westwood's just going to be too much in this one. I'm, I'm not going to predict the score or anything, but I think late Westwood is going to be able to kind of take this one. Um, I don't know. It's just not, not the year for Hancock with these close games. Hancock probably doesn't want to see another close game in this one. Uh, Westwood is a team that I think – 
flies under the radar. And, you know, I'm not trying to throw in any ESPN-UP bias, but I think they're a team that people don't talk about nearly as much and probably should be. Uh, two losses by a combined 10 points to two ranked 5-0 and teams. Uh, I think this is a team that very well probably should uh, win out the rest of the season. Would you agree? I w- I, yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, they only have two losses. You know, and the two losses came against some pretty some pretty good competition. Um, I think when you look at their team overall, they have one of the most complete teams. I mean, when you talk about on the offensive side of the ball, they have a, a senior quarterback who who's been through the fire. You know, has developed, um, is able to do pretty much anything you want in a quarterback um, in Nathan Beckman. Um, then they got Ashton Bergman, who is one of those power runners. He reminds me of Legarrette Blunt on the on the Lions. You know, it can come in, can get you those tough yards when you need to on on you know third and short. Um, and then when you're in the red zone, it's just hand the ball to him, and, and eventually he's going to break through. And then you got that X factor player in Taylor Delangelo, who you know he can pretty much do it all. Reminds me kind of like a Christian McCaffrey. I keep comparing NFL here, but um, just a guy who can break the big one. He's, a, he's, you know, he's a shifty guy, very quick on his feet, and he can come out and catch the ball to the backfield. So, I mean, offensively, um, they're one of the most complete teams, and, and I said they mirrored Ishpeming very well. Ishpeming has a lot of offensive power. You know, they have three or four guys that can really just go off in a game. So, um, yeah, so I think Westwood is going to be one of those teams, like, if they win out, they make the playoffs. I know no one's going to want to play Westwood because they're just one of those teams that plays good defense, you know, has a lot of uh, players on offense that can really beat you, and I don't think any defenses are going to really want to have to go up to, against that in the playoffs. I think they're a scary team and kind of a dark horse team to maybe make a playoff run um, once that time comes. Well, before we sign off, let's take one last look at the schedule for tonight for our local teams. We'll start out in the Westpac Division A. You've got Westwood hosting Hancock. It's homecoming over in Patriot Country. Calumet visiting Iron Mountain, a couple of teams that are either ranked or receiving votes. That should be a battle. Lance is visiting Nagani, and then Bessemer takes on Houghton. Elsewhere in Division B, Iron River, West Iron County visiting Lake Linden Hubble. Norway hosts Bark River Harris. Ishpeming hosting Gwen, a battle between two area teams. And keep in mind, Munising has won by forfeit over Manistique. That game scheduled for tonight in Munising has been canceled. Manistique forfeiting the game due to lack of players. How about teams in the Great Northern UP Conference this weekend? Marquette taking on Kingsford, Escanaba visits Montemini, and Gladstone travels to take on Sault Ste. Marie. The conference standings for the area teams as we enter play tonight. Calumet still on top in West Pack A. They're 3-0, then four teams all at 2-1. Lots, Iron Mountain, Hancock, and the Westwood Patriots. Nagani comes in at 1-2. Bessemer and Houghton are each 0-3. Looking at the standings in West Pack B, Gwynn, West Iron County, and Ishpeming are all 3-0. and And Ishpeming and Gwynn playing tonight. Norway is 2-1, and coming in fourth place. Munising, 1-2. and They will improve to 2-2 two and two with their forfeit victory tonight over Manistique. Bark River Harris, Lake Linden, Hubble are both 0-3. Manistique will be 0-4 officially after tonight. And the standings in the Great Northern UP Conference. As of right now, Kingsford and Marquette both 1-0. The last two unbeatens in conference play, they square off this evening in what could be a preview of the conference championship. Gladstone is 1-1. Escanaba and Montemini are both 0-1. Plenty to look forward to tonight as high school football gets kicked off for the sixth straight week up here in the UP. As always, Jake, thanks so much for being here. Look forward to having you on again. Thanks for having me.
All right, that's Jake Duran of Channel 3. Once again, I'm Tanner Hoops, thanking you for tuning in. Hope you're driving safely to the game. Hope you enjoy it. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow for the Saturday Morning Coaches Show. Until then, signing off in the ESPN UP Studios, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette. I'm Tanner Hoops. Enjoy the game.